Okay, so you know how eldritch media, so like Lovecraft and the like, they have this uh-huh. concept of like understanding what it is, the the opposition, the, the, the foe, the old gods or whatever, that understanding them comes with madness. Right, yeah. I, I saw someone make a point. I did not recall who or where. I think it's, it feels like it's a Tumblr post, but I feel like I saw this before I went back to Tumblr. It's that... <laughs> The comparison is like an ant understanding its place in our lives for a moment. Hmm. And then going back to being an ant. Yeah. And so that's that that is something that could be used to sort of draw a parallel between the way that we are supposed to be to like, you know, Cthulhu or whatever. Even though mm. In all honesty, Cthulhu ain't that big. Like he's big. He's not. He's let's big, not. Let's not. Let's not, not get. Don't get giant. it twisted. He's not. <laughs> he's not an eyeball filling up the sky. Big, you know. Yeah. So, I don't know. When have you ever felt like an ant? <laughs> um. Ooh. Like a new. Do you ever feel <laughs> like a little ant? <laughs> um. Truly, when I when I was at that music festival, that music festival, you know that Woodstock. No, you. <laughs> <laughs> there's this only past... one music festival. <laughs> there's only one music. No, this past summer I tried things for the first time, and that was a terrifying experience. And are you, I felt are you worried very... the cops are gonna are gonna bust down your door? I tried some mushrooms knock, one knock, time. Knock, I knock. Don't know. FBI, open up. <laughs> was a sting the whole time yeah uh, it'd be funny for the fbi to show up considering that but anyway considering i'm in canada <laughs> but yeah that is the closest thing like it's given me a really interesting point of reference whenever i see someone hallucinating in films or having uh like having an, an eldritch experience um i'm like oh yeah this is just like just like that time that time at the music festival Mm -hmm. Um, because I felt like everything and everyone was watching me and I felt Mm. extremely uh, insignificant and it was uh, bad actually imagine being Um, the the center of attention and also insignificant at the same time yeah Um, it was crazy crazy stuff I Mm -hmm. would like to try again someday um my experience, my my somewhat recent experience with uh, an edible, which was quite bad because it inter- THC interacts poorly with one of my medications, to the point where I could not see or speak, and I was projectile vomiting, and it was a really bad time. <laughs> yeah, I don't envy that experience at all. The devil's I- lettuce gets you every time. Not even once. Hello everyone and welcome to Good Grief, a tangential wandering through the world of the Elder Scrolls. It is about the journey and not the destination, and we are your humble tour guides. I'm Daisy. And I'm Jude. And where we last left, where we, where we last left off, hello? Hello? <clears throat> Well, well, we bleh, bleh, where we last left off, we were at a port. We were at uh, the city of Wayrest, and now we are on the ocean, on the way to 
The captain won't say. Uh, I haven't decided yet is what I'm, is what I'm saying. <laughs> but we get the sounds of a creaking ship and the ocean. Maybe the occasional dolphin. I don't know. Nice. That's where we are. Put yourself in that headspace for me, Jude, because it's exactly where we actually are in real life. For uh, sure. Yeah. (laughs) The Iliac Bay. That's what it is. Huh. Geographically. It's called the Iliac Bay. Anyway. So, uh, uh, we usually... Oh, we haven't done, like, a what are are we drinking bit in in this season. What, what are you drinking? Oh, I don't have anything, actually. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, I need, I was grasping for something, some sort of, like, return to form, some safe ground. And then I'm like, wait, yeah. you don't have anything to drink. You oh. idiot. <laughs> um, the thing about podcasting is it's an audio medium, and you can lie. No one can tell. Yes, but the thing about our podcast is that we're in a Discord call, and you can see me. You so. can see me with my lemon water. Your lemon water. Is it how much lemon to water do you have going on there? There's like a significant amount of lemon. I see. It's like two or three <laughs> slices at least. Uh like two big wedges because I I don't know, what can I say? I love love the juice. Mm-hmm. I always ask for water with lemon at restaurants. Uh I very infrequently will actually squeeze the lemon juice to get the get to squeeze the lemon to get the lemon juice out i just want to see if the waitress is paying attention or waiter that's such a fucking boomer move it is but i don't do anything different i just want to know i as someone it who... helps me it helps me gauge how invested in this transaction the waiter is and what i should expect of them sure as someone who formerly uh was on the wait staff of an unnamed spaghetti restaurant um, I just started putting lemons with everyone's water. Hey, Jude? I just, yeah. Hey, hey, um, there's only one spaghetti restaurant that is famous enough for you to need to have it go unnamed. <laughs> so you're kind of. <laughs> Anyways, fuck the spaghetti factory. Yeah. Um, y'all are t- t- terrible, and uh, don't buy food from them. Mm-hmm. Sorry, is that slander? We can cut that out. Yeah, uh, I we worked in to, their we, kitchens. We don't need to necessarily make enemies for ourselves on the, with po- with podcasting. You know, I feel like that's just going to happen naturally. We don't need to try. We don't need <laughs> to try, but you know, my my beef goes. My beef runs very deep, and I do think it's cool to have a nemesis that's also a corporation. Right. No, I'm fine with having some nemeses. Like, uh, like we can't go for Ted Cruz. Because like the McElroys already have Ted Cruz. That's low hanging fruit. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, we could go for someone that's maybe that's, that, that is still like uni- not universally reviled by the people who have, you know, thoughts and souls, but mm-hmm. still not infringe on the McElroy territory. True. Um, who should we? And, and you and you won't let that be Spaghetti Factory. I don't no because I feel like there's nice people who work at the Spaghetti Factory. <laughs> you know. Like institutions are tough a little All bit. All spaghetti workers are bastards. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> Kyle Rittenhouse. I'm fine with being the enemy of Kyle Rittenhouse. Oh God, I just don't ever want to talk about him. But yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. No, wait. Jordan Peterson wait, is a personal wait, No, I'm so. Oh no, it, there's Jordan Peterson. That's a pretty good one, actually. Jordan Peterson's pretty good. I was like, ooh, what about Tommy Tallarico? But no, like. 
We can't also dogpile that man. I don't want him to draw attention to Harris Harris Bumbergs. Harris Bumber guy has dedicated a two-hour, like I wouldn't say magnum opus, but certainly a piece of work to uh, taking this man down even further than he already was. Yeah. Like, and we aren't going to do that research. No. Like, I just don't like Jordan Peterson. <laughs> Jordan Peterson, mm, I did no, attend no. counter protests for because uh, I don't think he should be allowed to speak. No, no, I have, I have it, I have it. Okay, for me at least. I don't know if this is going to speak to you any. Toby Turner, also known as Tobuscus, from the I don't know enough about Tobuscus. I think was before my time. I'm sorry mm. to say. You're twenty three. Twenty four. Okay, you're... <laughs> we met when you were 20, so I'm like, okay, he's older than that. Um, <laughs> so. I also, I was more of a, you know, smosh and then nostalgia critic person. Yeah, Tobuscus to, to was pretty smosh adjacent. Like, it mm. was around the same time, so. Word. No, he did uh, those, what were they called? They were called uh, literal, tra- not literal trailers. No, yeah, they, wait, what? Yeah, they were called literal trailers, where he would sing along to the backing track about what was actually literally happening in the trailer instead of what was just actually happening. That sounds annoying as hell. Mm-hmm. His, it probably was. This was annoying orange period internet. Great. So, um, but no, he um, he recently did a video with Kyle Rittenhouse posing with guns. So, uh I didn't like him for a myriad of reasons already. Um, now I like him less. <laughs> Which is more what than a, I thought. What a clown. What a clown. And he also still talks like it is 2008 on YouTube. Um, so that's the same thing. Like, I'm not going to go into the level of detail that some internet uh, bread talk like people will do. But, you know. Just I want I can state safely state for the record I don't like Toby Turner and you can dox me about it or whatever I don't know <laughs> don't definitely. legal legally I have to say that's a joke you cannot do that actually <laughs> yeah please God anyways uh, what are we talking about today mm. I think I go first you do because we talked about uh, Dawn of the Dead after last time yes um so. We, we took a departure from people being trapped in malls movies uh, and into people being trapped in bathrooms. Yes. Uh, and we also just watched this movie at the, I, at the I time. I will say, yes, yeah, we, just, we did just watch the movie. But also, I will say, I would rather be stuck in a mall, personally. Yeah. This malls also a, have bathrooms. This was a pretty, uh, pretty terrible bathroom situation. Uh, we watched Glorious from this year of Our Lord 2022. Um, so we also <laughs> ventured into the genre of movies from this decade. Yes, we finally watched a film that was contemporary. Yeah, I have a variety of tastes, and they're all good. I've Anyways. already forgotten the first movie that you showed me this season. Uh, this season, it was Chopping Mall. Chopping Mall, that's right. It was yes. Chopping Mall and then Dawn of the Dead. Yes, and now Glorious, uh, directed by Rebecca McKendry. 
starring Ryan Quantin and J.K. Simmons. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as as soon as his character spoke and yeah, I saw your face, I was like, yeah, that's uh, that's that's J.K. Simmons. There he is. Yeah. Squinting like, is that is that is that Cave Johnson? <laughs> <laughs> um, I know that man from a video game. Yeah. This, so this is a movie that seems to have generally positive reviews. It is it is a very I think fun film to watch. Um, to summarize the plot fairly briefly, uh, we follow a guy whose name is Wes uh, driving, running from something, and pulling into a rest stop as he keeps falling asleep behind the wheel of his car. Um, he burns a bunch of things and seems to be in a lot of mental and emotional distress. Um, he gets real drunk and spends the night and he wakes up in the washroom of the rest stop area uh, and then comes to realize he is not alone. There is in fact a glory hole between <laughs> between the two stalls um, and the voice of J.K. Simmons who is in fact a demigod created by a primordial god who accidentally created the universe um and his name is there's very let's 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 not let's not fine (laughs) they call him gash but he's also it's just it's cheeky sentence the the creature he's a he's an eldritch monstrosity who needs to he needs his his mortal manifested form to be satisfied by Wes. Yes. Also, for those of you at home wondering why I'm saying let's not, but with the name, it's not because it is crass. It is because (laughs) the method by which you first learn to pronounce this character's name is by holding your tongue in your mouth and saying words, and I don't want that in my ears, or your ears. I'm saving you, is what I'm doing. Alright. Yeah. Fine. (laughs) Uh, it is fun though. Like, try, wa- watch the movie and try it at home with your friends. Yeah, yeah, that's um, fine. I don't have to hear that. Uh, <laughs> and then it's your uh, fault, listener. So yeah. Um, hijinks ensue, and Wes gets you know psychologically tortured a bit, and he's trapped in the bathroom. Um, help almost comes one time in the form of the only black character in the film. There's only three is... characters in this. The four characters in this film, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a very very small cast. Like it's really only Wes and the God. Um, but you know we have the character of Gary who didn't do anything wrong, but because he is a witness, he has he has to die. And that his is... cr- his crime was strangely like inhuman behavior. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. Which is um, we, could, we could just chalk that up to not great acting honestly i i mean i would chalk it more up to like the filmmakers just being a little a little stupid there or just feeling like they needed to add a death in to pad out the runtime because <laughs> his character really was yeah. pretty inconsequential besides showing um showing off some of the special effects and yeah um i, th- I think they decided they we wanted to have a scene where this happens and they put no thought in like we need we need an every man just a regular a regular dude with no personality to kill for mm-hmm. that um 
and they don't really give him they don't give him a personality much of one he's just kind of there anybody and he behaves a little strange to the point where i wonder if it's an intentional choice to have him act a little bit like he's not fully seeing or understanding what's happening around him Mm. potentially it's either that or the guy who's just like a new actor and doesn't and isn't a natural on screen and is getting still getting his career off off to a start or something i do not know i just know i was sitting there like why is this guy acting like this <laughs> yeah there is to be fair a lot of um like atmospheric and time distortion that happens mm-hmm. in yes. the film and a lot of it is just controlled by the demigod mm-hmm. um to screw around with wes and to um also to hide them both from his father mm-hmm. um the long and short of it is that his his father um needs to find him because he was created to obliterate all life in the universe and uh that would be bad mm-hmm. but uh i think the the philosophy of the god that created all life did so completely by accident, um, like by by being cut open and all of his feelings spilling out and creating life and the planets and the stars. Um, and he hated that so much that he wanted to destroy it. And the like the actual mythology I think is really interesting and. Uh, emblematic of the the troubles that Wes himself seems to have with uh, emotions and thoughts and things. Um, so, yeah, the you would think the implication is that he he has to he has to have sex with J.K. Simmons, the the eldritch god being, um, and he does he does try to do that, mm-hmm. um, but that is not in fact what the creature needs or wants um he needs he needs some some sweet sweet liver meat mm-hmm. for reasons <laughs> that are not fully explained it's just i don't that's the the bit that's the bit where all the bad things in the soul are kept i guess mm-hmm. sorry i'm just waiting for the sirens there um we also find out that the reasons that Wes is so tormented and running from so much and perhaps why he was destined for this fate of um, having to cut out a part of his liver and then die to save the mm-hmm. universe um, is that he likely was abused in his childhood and became a serial stalker and killer mm-hmm. and killed his most recent girlfriend Uh, Who he actually liked. Who he actually liked. She wasn't like the other ones, and she was supposed to fix him. But she couldn't, so he had to kill her and run. And, uh, essentially die for the rest- for the rest of the universe. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and- and he- he does- he does do it. He- he gets the thing out, and he gives it to J.K. Simmons, and- they both cease to be because they were not made to be part of this world only to destroy it. Mm-hmm. So there are obviously two readings to take from all this. 
One. Uh huh. The movie is literally true. <laughs> Snooze. The second reading is that this man is just uh, had a psychotic episode where he hallucinated everything and murdered this poor Gary and de- and destroyed his, all of his self in th- in the bathroom and cut his own liver out and died. Is that also snooze? So okay. <laughs> uh, there's no. I can't think of a third a a, uh, a a third secret thing. I cannot think of one here. I mean, I I really like the the literal read. Actually, might be more fun. The literal read is I I hadn't even really considered the oh he was crazy. It was the all whole a dream. Time. Yeah, yeah. Because they there's nothing to really contribute to that. I think it is supposed to be, you know, here is here is a, a crazy funny thing that is happening. But I think that that is in and of itself uh, like metaphorical in a lot of ways for. Um, for masculinity and for um, the role that male trauma plays in creation and destruction, um, and it's I, I think it's I think it's really well done. Um, <laughs> it's the like, uh, the special effects are pretty good, as I could tell through a 720p video, but also like you know J.K. Simmons, excellent as always, got the voice of an angel. Mm-hmm. Perhaps somewhat literally in this sense, a biblically accurate angel. <laughs> uh-huh. I am a little disappointed at the design of Eldritch being that would make you go mad to just be, you know, no spoilers, a blob with tentacles. You know. Okay. Like, yeah, but also doing making films that deal with Lovecraftian and eldritch uh ideas is so hard because it's a visual medium so how do you how do you represent something that is supposed to be indescribable because when you when you're bringing it to life you have to describe it basically yeah um i like the the creature designs weren't anything super new but Mm -hmm. i think that they also read immediately as like oh yeah this is supposed to be I don't, like I I understood what they were going for because it felt like they were being referential to some of the source material without overtly being like oh yeah Lovecraft love that dude it's like he sucks by the way he's really bad yeah yeah, yeah. his you know, <laughs> Lovecraft pro- I don't Lovecraft yeah. sucks y'all hate him Lovecraft his guts and want him sucks <laughs> um but I can understand people being referential to his like themes and ideas uh, mm-hmm. with within this subgenre of, of horror into cosmic and um, cos- cosmic horror, I guess is like one one of the the good names for it. Um, mm-hmm. Just to not take straight from his name. Yeah. Um, I suppose that you, the other did, the other cop out. I suppose the cop-out of simply not showing what the thing looked like would have felt just as bad, I guess? Maybe. Like, maybe they had... Maybe they just... They had the budget for it, and they mm-hmm. wanted... they Someone really wanted that shot. Like, it's, it's hard to say because this movie was, like, produced for Shudder. It's, it's hard to imagine, mm-hmm. like, 
what this story could have been under um, under different uh, leaderships. The, the director uh, is more well known for short films. And while this is a short movie, I don't think it technically falls into the category of like a short film. Mm-hmm. I think if if it had been cut by like 20, if it had been under an hour long, I think it may have been a lot stronger um, because it could have, it feels like there's, there's some unnecessary padding and some of the effects that they were using um, may have had more impact if they were just a bit tighter, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, because when, when it really like gets going and is feeling itself, it has some really cool visuals that I think are really well executed. Yes. And like visual, visually interesting to look at until you kind of get to the lingering shots of the gods themselves. Then it's just like, ah, okay. But some of the the hallucinations and the gore and like the blood effects, like it's really, really fun to look at and fun to watch. Um, and it's, it's, it is a short movie. It's 79 minutes. Like there is something that I did note about like, cause when, when Wes asks why he can't look at Gat, Gat says that if you do, you'll become a soulless husk. Uh, an abomination to to humanity, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. But when he does at some point see Gat, and nothing changes. And yeah. also, no, that's not that's not a plot to, that's not a plot problem. He is a serial killer. Yeah, <laughs> Wes I, is a serial I think killer. I think those choices were made very deliberately. Like mm-hmm. he's kind of he's. I think he he gets more like energized in how unhinged he is towards the end like as mm-hmm. these things happen but like the first kind of scene we get of him alone is him having a breakdown mm-hmm. and the way he behaves and the way he reacts to things going wrong is pretty much the same at the beginning and at the end of the film like, i think that's a, a really good observation mm-hmm and also the the there's like some the moments where he uh like is being given <clears throat> excuse me where he is being given in a, a premonition or a vision by gat or something like that and you mm-hmm. get a close up of his eye and then briefly he morphs into something like twisted and his eye gets all messed up and stuff like that Just, like and that happens at the very beginning of the film too the, mm-hmm. the sort of like the mirror the, the the dream sequence that has similar elements at the beginning and at, at near the end point i'm like oh because there's something awful and twisted about this guy very very cinema very 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 good writing very good foreshadowing mm-hmm. to the point where i actually kind of figured that he had done some fucked up shit and that's and that's why he was you know that's why he was running away and like living out of his car it's not because his girlfriend and him broke up that's not the vibe i was getting i was getting my life is over kind of vibes yeah i think the the pieces all fit together very well like it's it's a very simple and like if you're if you're looking for the signs like this this was my second watch of it and like you can really pick up all of the the subtext and all of the foreshadowing it's really clearly and really well done well executed Mm -hmm. um but it's still not just like 
handing you all all the answers to it. It's kind of it's unpredictable, kind of where where it goes. Because I I asked you before we got to the rest stop, and when we were just kind of experiencing, uh, like we were seeing Wes's little bits of deterioration. Uh, I was like, what genre do you think this is going to be? And you compared it to I'm thinking of ending things, which is no, I didn't. Yeah, no, I did. didn't. You're wrong. I compared it to Vertigo. Oh yes, you did. When you mentioned, <laughs> I, mentioned I mentioned I'm thinking of ending things tangentially. I don't even yes. know if it was related to the movie. No, it was in the middle of the movie, but I did yes. say something about ta- I'm thinking of ending things. But no, okay. I compared no, it. You compared it to I compared Vertigo. It, yes, I compared it more closely to, to Vertigo, and that was also within like the first five minutes of the movie. So I hadn't seen yes. much of the actual meat of it yet. Mm-hmm. But still, the vibe I get, like, the, Vertigo has lots of you can't trust what you're seeing, and I the entire time I didn't trust half of what I was seeing. Yeah. No, I just, I think the the tone of it is just really interesting. And, like, wh- when I first watched, like, I had read a bit about it before checking it out, and I, like, I kind of, I knew what I was getting into, um, but I was just, I was curious to see what the vibe is what vibe you would get uh, from the the atmosphere and stuff. So you went in with, like, having looked ahead a little bit, but you advised that I not. You wanted me to not look it up at all before we watched the film. Um, Why is that? What were you hoping to attain? What were you hoping that I would attain that you did not allow yourself to have? Um, I wanted, well, A, I wanted your reaction to hearing J.K. Simmons. Um, okay. And I knew if you looked it up, you would know that he was coming. And I, okay. I just, I, I feel like, I feel like this film is very interesting if you are coming at it just not knowing what to expect and having having to try and piece it together for yourself. Mm. And you um, felt like you know you didn't get that because you yeah. did look ahead. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't know, I like hearing your perspective on things, and, um, like, you're, you're someone who just has a very different taste in films than I do, and a different, uh, mindset when you're watching them, so I just, Mm -hmm. I think it's cool to compare those experiences. Yeah, I feel, I feel like I'm in an anthropology, like, study, is like... (laughs) I'm sorry for my background in gender studies you're like i want to know what you think of this of this <laughs> but no like that's that's like the half the reason you sh- that's the entire reason that you show things to people it's because you want them you want to see what they think uh for myself i just want to know I-, I want them to enjoy the experience um which is why i have never pushed charlie learning to play hunt showdown <laughs> because i know that Char- it's not the kind of thing charlie likes to play i'm not going to try and get him to like it <laughs> There you go. But no, that was glorious. Um, which is it is called that because this entire the, uh, the, the entire time the Eldritch God destroy God uh, universe eating destroyer person is locked in on the other side of a stall from a glory hole, and with a glory hole with some interesting 
like th- somewhat thematic art, honestly. That I don't mural know that I is... would want to look at that mural at a glory hole myself, but you oh, know. I think it's sick as hell. I want I know that you in do, my bathroom. You freak. Listen. Anyway, uh... <laughs> uh, if you're a freak, uh, yeah, this is a this is a fun movie for you, also. Yeah. All right, but we'll be back in just a moment, and I'll bring a video game. Gas. I've got to stop saying that like it's something new. Yeah. Okay, welcome back. Um, we're going to talk about a game that is based somewhat indirectly, no, directly, but also indirectly, on Jules Verne's Around the World in 80 Days. The game is called 80 Days. It was released in... I should have had this up by now. Go <clears throat> to show me the store page, Steam. I want to say it was like the early 2000s. Yeah, okay. It was released in 2015, uh, and it is a sort of combination of a choose-your-own-adventure game and a resource management game in such a way. Like, you... For those of you who are unfamiliar with Jules Verne's uh, novel, uh, there's this rich English guy who uh, has made a bet with his gentleman society that he can make it around the world in 80 days, what with the new um, innovations within... traveling like the steam engine and stuff like that and they take him up on that bet and you get to play as his manservant um oh i can't remember what his manservant's name is it's like despartout i think passport passepartout which is funny because like passport um and you have to manage your your health your master's health the finances and your luggage all, and also, you, for some reason, are given most of the direction on where it is that you are going and what you're doing. And it, it does play out much like a choose-your-own-adventure thing. Like, you encounter things, and you have to decide how you react to them and whatnot. Um, and also, it is different basically every time. There are some events that will only fire on some iterations of the game. and some like Because like whenever you start, it gives you like a random seed so sort of uh to mix up what sort of things might happen when you go to x city at x time or whatever uh and so you just have and you have to manage all that the art style is pretty minimalistic it's pretty uh it's like block black and white with some uh with a spinning globe in the background you can see the rising sun and the setting the setting moon and all that sort of good stuff but twist it's set in an alternate universe version of our world where it's steampunk oh yeah, you don't really get that from just looking at it, but there are there's a lot of steampunky things going on, and you can involve yourself with like the locals and whatever. Like and like the thing is, you can it's not just a choose your own adventure in as in how do you get to the ending of the book that happens in the book. You can get you can show up well before the eighty day deadline. You could be way late, but the story is still yours, and it's and the game takes a lot of uh, pains to like even on even when you technically fail it could still it still feels like your own personal story of what has happened and it's not it doesn't take you very long to play through like a game i would say maybe it takes half an hour to 40 minutes and then you do that and then but when you come back it gives you so much 
new stuff to experience and look at. There's at one point I solved a murder mystery on the boat between Japan and uh, America, or probably Honolulu, now that I think about it. But there's another point where we technically circumnavigated the globe by just going up through the North Pole, <laughs> and that was a whole thing. Uh, uh -huh. And you can take different routes. You can take routes down into Africa, or you can go straight across. You can take the Trans-Siberian uh, Express, which goes from like me this whole express. <laughs> yes, Trans and Siberian. Uh, and Siberian. <laughs> but yeah, you uh, and it it is a absolute treat for someone who just likes learning little tits little tit little tits little tidbits <laughs> here and there about um like granted fictionalized and fantastical versions of real world cultures and sort of feeling as though you are it do, it gives it somehow it gives you the the experience as though you are actually doing the traveling partially because so many like typical travel things happen like whoops i left my my documents at the hotel, and we're already at the terminal for the for the train. Oh no! <laughs> what are we going to do? Are we going to go? Do we have to derail the entire trip by several days and miss this train, or do we have to like try and sneak aboard without documents? And it's a whole thing. And it's it, it gives you a lot of interesting choices, and always gives you something interesting to look forward to the next time you play the game. I played it a ton. How many hours do I have on it for this for this game that you can finish in thirty minutes? I have um, twenty three hours on it, which oh, wow. not an awful lot as far as my games go, but it's still it's still a lot. That's like forty. That's like almost fifty games. Yeah, give or take, and that's how many times I've played through it. And I have not played it all recently, but I was looking through my Steam library to it sort of inspire me, and I remembered this game. I was like, "Oh yeah!" So I might want to yeah. want to play it sometime soon, maybe on stream or something. Yeah, you should. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it is not the most transparent thing. It's like because that's it is somewhat difficult to tell like what decisions lead to what, and there are some mechanics that are kind of obfuscated too, like making sure that your that uh, Master Phineas Fogg is in good health and whatnot. Like, you, like you can easily forget things. Like, you just not pay attention to what time it is when you go and do something else, and then you haven't secured a hotel for you and your and your master, and now you have to sleep on the street, and now he's upset with you, and probably not doing so well with his health, and that's a whole thing you have to think about. And yes. so, you do like it takes a like the game works in a way that you don't always anticipate it to so it takes a little bit to find your footing with this kind of game and you go oh i actually didn't want to do that but then that makes you want to try it again and then you see something else entirely you're never mm -hmm. going to you're i'm not gonna say you're never going to but it's very unlikely you're going to encounter the same sequence of events anytime you play this game and also i like a game with a map you know me i i do i do know your propensity for maps geography is just cool <laughs> it yeah sure <laughs> like uh charlie and i went to uh the shenandoah national park recently and we got handed a map because we there's no signal in the mountains and we want to know where we were and charlie opened it, it was like i have no idea how to read this thing and i'm like but but it's not what uh, i don't understand how it can become difficult to read a map <laughs> I mean, it's it's hard sometimes to visualize distance. Mm. That's that's kind of my thing. Is it's like okay, I can understand that like 
I'm here and I need to be there, but like the space in between, it's hard to imagine how long that will take me. Right. What I usually do is I look at the map once I have passed a landmark or something that would be on else that would be on the map. And then I go, okay, so I know where I started. Where's this thing I just passed and see how far away it is from where I started and go, okay, so that's that distance. I, I do not have a whole lot of experience using actual maps. Mm. Well, if we ever go camping somewhere that's that that we need a map for, mm-hmm. we know that who's going to have the map, and it's me. Yeah. Because you won't be able I... to get it from me. I'll just be looking at it the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> I love maps. God. You got me you, a map you for you. Been. <laughs> you should have been in the Blair Witch Project. I did because I know you like maps. Yeah, if I were in the Blair Witch Project, well, the, the 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 vibe I got from the Blair Witch Project is that they were being influenced to mis to misread the map and then disregard it completely in that one character's case. Or were they all just stupid? They could have all just been stupid, but you know. Anyways, we're not talking. We're talking about maps. If, yeah. If I had been in Blair Witch, Blair Witch would not have happened. <laughs> yeah. And that, Everyone that, that, would have been fine. They would that they would be alive today, and no one would know about it at all. Anyway, so yeah. Hmm. We should talk about the Blair Witch game next time. You watched me play that, didn't you? I think I watched some of it, but you should stream it again, so I should, so I can catch up. No, I'm not going to do that. Why? Because I played through it all, and I don't want to play through it all again. Not because it's scary, but because. The suspe- much of the suspense of a horror game is not knowing where the, the, the scaries are. When I know where the scaries are, the parts without the scaries just become boring. Okay. So. Fine. Um, it's, it's kind of the same reason I wouldn't watch Blair Witch again, you know? Like, it's just all this tension and people yelling at each other when I know what's going to happen and when. So. I mean, I forget things a lot. So, I don't know. Usually, I, I really enjoy rewatching or replaying things because it's like maybe I'll notice something different. Maybe you should play it. That's what I'll watch. Oh, God. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Okay, so we've, we skipped a crucial step in both of our, both of our subjects. Yeah. So um, tell me, well, <laughs> how is Glorious in, in, related to the Elder Scrolls series? Uh, there, are, there are demigods in elder scroll there are the elder scrolls there's more than one mm-hmm. um can you name one no i just googled <laughs> are there demigods in they're the kind elder of are yeah i mean the daedric princes are kind of like demigods they seem to be around the same like level of a demigod is a divine being of unclear specifications it is possible that they are the adric counterpart to the daedric demi princes making them the offspring of any divine being of non-daedric origins and the lesser being in some cases, the term might simply refer to a very powerful spirit. Oh, okay. So this would be like Mora House or um, Raymond Cyrodiil, maybe. Uh, yeah, Mora House, the Green Lady, the Mad Architect, the three living gods of the Tribunal. Oriel, oh, Hunzari. That's a good point. Yeah, I guess I guess the Tribunal would be demigods technically. The Elder Scrolls fandoms love the Tribunal because it has they have some of the most interesting lore mm. in the well, sorry, most developed lore, I should say. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, Gat could be one of one of those guys, yeah. maybe. Gat gives me more Hermaeus, well, visually because of the tentacles makes me think of Hermaeus Mora, but Hermaeus Mora's thing is 
gathering knowledge, not destroying the world because he hates yeah. it so much. Although, although, they're, hmm, they're, okay, so most of the cosmologies in the Elder Scrolls uh, recognize that there is a god named either Shazar or Shior or so the elves call him Lorcan or whatever. And Lorcan, his thing is that he tricked the other gods into creating the natural world oh. into creating the physical world in doing so, and in doing so not in doing so in recompense they destroyed him it's like a similar flavor yeah similar so, similar flavors like yeah, yeah. and there are, and like s- several of the cosmologies view uh, that as being a bad thing and that the physical world is a sort of trapping of their actual spirits and that if they could destroy the physical world they would be free this is mostly an elven concept uh and then there's ones that think hey the material world's pretty good this is a mostly human concept (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh how does how does 80 days uh relate i would say it most closely relates with um it, gets, it I got it, it gave me a similar feeling when playing it when I first played Morrowind because though Morrowind there's nothing dynamic about it uh, mm-hmm. everything is sort of everything is sculpted and designed to be encountered and not necessarily in a certain way but like there's one world state there's no like changing of it from one load game of loaded game to another there's no randomness really in uh, the only randomness really be like if there's a random enemy that's scaled to you that spawns here. But for the most part, everything is designed with intent in Morrowind. But it still had this very vast feeling back in 2001 that you could just sort of you could go somewhere and encounter something that make, that feels completely different from anything else that's elsewhere in the game. Yeah, and that it was. And that your experience was special and exclusive to you, because only you were going to go about doing Morrowind the same way, the way that you would. Mm-hmm. Um, now that I'm much older and I understand, and there's like other games that actually do that, it feels less like that. But when I first played Morrowind, it di- and also uh, Oblivion, and also Skyrim, and I'm hoping that Elder Scrolls Six, if it ever comes out, will ha- elicit a similar feeling, because that's really what like what one really wants from a, a good video game is that you want to have a special experience. Yeah. You want to have a story that you can tell someone else. Yeah. That's what I love about games. Anyway. So yeah. Okay. I could, I could, that, it feels like it could just be a video game, but no, this, it, <laughs> this is a more personal thing that it made me feel like I was going somewhere. No one else had gone. Nice. And there weren't really any other games like Morrowind when Morrowind came out either. So, and there's not really any games like Eighty Days really. There's like no a, movies like Glorious. Um, I feel like there's a lot more movies than there are games. Like, can you think of a game of a movie that's like Glorious? Not with this specific tone no. and that's true. Thing there's there's some like there's a, there's a level of levity that is spe- like it's a horror comedy you could say but also yeah. like the 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 type of comedy it is is kind of odd for yeah a horror it's movie very either. unique mm-hmm. um anyways thanks for listening thanks for listening <laughs> but that's I just a theory to... <laughs> a game, a game theory. theory. <laughs> 
Okay, but no, thank you all for joining us on this journey across the waves. We're I'm gonna say right now where we're going. We're going to go to um, Stros Mackay. We're gonna go to the city of Stros Mackay. I'm gonna find a way to make that come across in the ambience next time. But no, that's where we're going. We're gonna go, and we have enjoyed having you with us. And you should be sure to join us next week for the next leg of our journey. But until then, may the road rise up to meet you. Bye-bye. Bye.